1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from
2: downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. It is 95.7 The Game, and it is Warriors This Woo-hoo! Week, the 2022-23 premiere of Warriors this week. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason back with me for another season. Hello. Talking Warriors basketball. Good to be with you. <laughs> yes. As always. Great to be with you, JD. And uh, we're going to be on from 10 to 1 here uh, during the football season. We'll see what happens uh, come January. But 10 to 1 every Saturday morning, talking Warriors basketball. And uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. The defending. NBA champions, Whitey. Pretty, pretty incredible to still think back to the Warriors this week, having yet another ring ceremony and banner raising. This time for the first time inside Chase.
3: Yeah, JD, it's it's great to be with you again. Great to be back with the smartest uh, fans in in, in radio. Uh, you, let's see. I was going to say you tweeted something. I think you posted on Instagram this week something about how, hey, back at it, boy. It seems like the finals just finished, and that's so true. Isn't it? It just seems like we just finished. And to that point, you know, you mentioned the ring ceremony. I really think that everything the Warriors have been through this year. You consider the season just started. They went to Japan. They had Draymond and the drama and the punch. Uh, and the aftermath of that, they're still dealing with. And then, you know, they had the ring ceremony. And I'm not making any excuses because they just didn't defend last night. But I do think they looked flat, especially at the start of the game. And I'm wondering if some of that did you know, catch up with them just a little bit last night.
2: Yeah, and you know, kind of a perfect storm of the Nuggets had played a really bad game in their opener at Utah, and you knew that they were going to come after it and and just play a lot harder, a lot more forceful. I know Steve Kerr talked about that after yep. the game. So, eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the phone number to participate in the program. The Xfinity mobile text line, we always appreciate the texters. And, and Whitey, I'll just relay really quickly on the air what I mentioned to you off the air. Uh, 415 on the Xfinity mobile text line, just right off the top. It was the final text from last night's Warriors wrap-up show from Chase Center after the Warriors lost. Uh, If we only had Damian Lee, we would have won. LOL. (laughs) Some things Uh, never die.
3: Yeah. I was (laughs) glad to see Damian Lee with the big shot. In the uh, Suns opener, and I was hoping we'd have a chance to just address that quickly on Warriors this week. Because as you know, so many times you last couple of years we've been dealing with people like, Damian Lee is terrible. Why, if it wasn't for Steph Curry, he wouldn't even be in the league. But you know what? He, he uh, Opening night, he comported himself well in his new uniform. Interesting to see uh, the different Warriors in, from last year in different uniforms. Uh, you know, Juan Toscano-Anderson, some of that as a Laker. Some of it's going to take a while to get used to,
2: J.D. No, it really is. And, and it, it was great to see Juan get get his ring. I know Damian Lee at some point is going to probably get his ring when when Phoenix comes in. And he'll be booed and, when he gets it. <laughs> only on Twitter. Yeah. Only on right. Twitter. Twitter booed. You're right. He'll be Twitter booed. Uh 957 So we're here for the next three hours. The, the phone lines are open. Love interacting with Let's Warriors go. fans here uh, on a Saturday. So two games in. Uh, what do you think the Warriors? They they dismantle the Lakers, Woo! and I think the big takeaway there is yeah, the Warriors are going to be pretty good, but the the Lakers might just Lakers might just stink.
3: Yeah, you see what their shooting numbers are so far two games in from three
2: not good. They're nineteen for eighty five. Well, and and that's actually I think a little bit of a of an up upgrade because they were. They were two for twenty at one point. I remember looking up at the at the big oh, board really? in yeah. Chase Center on opening night, and they were two for twenty. Mm-hmm. And I think they ended up, I don't know, twelve of forty or something like that. So they ended up making more as that game went on. But yeah, that you look, that's what about they're about twenty percent. Well, they were they were about five percent. Yeah, at one point. Poor LeBron. Oh, we don't have a
3: lot of lasers on this team. Uh, yeah, they they got a lot they have to figure out. I don't think the Warriors have to worry. Uh, about the Lakers this year. But it's interesting, in that first game, the Warriors, it was amazing how much depth they had, right? And you couldn't help but notice, wow, this team is deep. And then last night, just one game later, and I know I'm very guilty of overreacting, but hey, that's that's what we do here. One game later, and it's a matter of, wow, the second unit looks like there may be some issues there going forward.
2: Yeah, won them the first game in, in, in some ways, mm-hmm. and then in the second game, it was really problematic. And I, I think that's... I was careful to anoint the second unit as one of the great ones in the NBA, <laughs> even with one of the better sixth men in the NBA. Maybe the sixth man of the year at some point when when we look back at, at Jordan Poole, although I do think he's going to get opportunities to start if Clay misses some time, if, if Steph misses some time. But I, I think Poole's going to be right there in the running for, for sixth man of the year. But the one part about the bench that I do think has been a little bit underestimated, I guess, is the the youth and and the fact that there is going to be some inconsistent play and some growing pains if Kaminga and Wiseman and even Moses Moody to a certain extent, although Moody was maybe the lone bench player that, that played well, the only bench player that was a net positive in the game last night. But if you're going to play those guys and give them minutes every game, even if it is limited minutes, 10 to 15 a night, they're they're going to go through growing pains and and that is another area of a team where the opposition can attack. And I think Denver really attacked. The defense was bad at the start, but the Warriors were scoring points and in a flow, it was kind of an open gym feel. When the bench group came in, the defense got worse, and that's when Denver, the offense wasn't there, and Denver was able to get out to the big lead. 40 in the first quarter, 70 in the first half. The Warriors scored 70 in the second half and didn't win – because their defense was so bad in the first half and letting Denver get comfortable. To your point about we're not sure what to expect from this bench and they look so good in the first game,
3: I heard somebody on NBA radio, and I honestly, I didn't hear who it was. So as a former coach or analyst or somebody saying, you know, this Warriors' second unit could be a playoff team. That was after the first yeah, game. Yeah, no. That was uh-uh. after the first Actually, game. no.
2: Oh, wait a minute. What? Um, well, even yeah. – <laughs> even and I, I don't want to get carried away here, but I even Steve Kerr, I think, played into this – a little bit going back to, and I can't remember exactly the day. It might have been post-game a- after the, the Laker game, but he compared it to the 2014-15 bench. I, I heard bench, that too, yeah. And I, and I was sitting there thinking, no, oh, like don't do that. I mean, you had Andre Igadala who was good enough to be a starter, a finals MVP at that point. Anchoring that bench with Sean Livingston, who I know he used as an example of, well, we were so good that Sean Livingston didn't play some games. You had Mo Spates. Nice and, to see him on Ring Night. By yeah, the way. and yeah. Festus Ezeli and Leandro yeah. Barbosa. The, the difference, obviously, and, and Coach Kerr pointed out, is is the youth. But the youth leads to inconsistency. Uh, to me, it's it's not even debatable. The 14-15 bench between between Certainly this not right bench, now. not yeah. even debatable. Maybe it gets to that point. I think the Warriors are hoping it's. A lot better by the end of the year. But but to me, I was like, Steve Kerr said that and I thought, Oh, I know you're trying to be nice, but don't do it. Yeah,
3: the expectation's totally different from last year. Last year when you had Kaminga or Moody or somebody playing, if they struggled, it was a matter of, well, that's all right. They're you know, they're so young, of course they're struggling. And this year I think more is expected of them. So there's less, oh, let's see how they do, and there's more, all right. At some point you have to start producing. And one of the big questions about the bench right now. It gets back to something you and I, J.D., have been talking about for at least a year. And you and I have had this debate. I know you've asked me, what do you see coming as more of a three or a four? And I know you and I know Steiny's with you see coming as more of a four. And it does look like he's more comfortable with that. And I've been saying, you know, I'd like to see him as a three. I, I I think he could become a really dominant wing player as a three. And it looks like the Warriors want him to be that, but it doesn't look like at least with Green and Wiseman playing with them doesn't look like he's really at least right now well suited for that
2: no at least not with Jamichael Green and Wiseman like that's the part of it like you can play I think Kaminga and Wiseman together but you can't play Kaminga and Jamichael Green and Wiseman together and I think at that point it becomes well are you going to play Kaminga over Jamichael Green and then the you're answer sliding to, him to the four well, but basically. then but then yeah. to that to that question, I think the answer is, well, you're not going to play Kaminga over Jermichael Green no. because Jamichael Green is has been a good player to this point. I mean, talking Steve Kerr quotes, I mean, I think it was Thursday Steve Kerr said about Jermichael Green, you yeah, I didn't realize how good he was until I actually <laughs> coached him uh, over the last month here. And so they, they like Jermichael Green, and he's an older player, so I, I think he is of the Otto Porter frame where there are going to be times during the season where they're going to try to keep him fresh, and that will open up opportunities for, for some of the young players to play. But if it becomes a question of, is Jermichael Green playing or is Jonathan Kaminga playing because you need Kaminga to play the four to play, then the answer right now is Jamichael Green plays, which means, and I said this before the season starts, maybe Jonathan Kaminga is the the 11th man or the guy that's not always in the rotation. Now, they they flipped that. They put Moses Moody in right. that role mm-hmm. to begin the year, and they gave Kaminga those minutes at the 3 But second half last night. Like we've seen, like when Kaminga gets a shot, I mean, the over-under is like two and a half games before he ends up not playing. And this is another example of that.
3: Yeah. Moses Moody played the second half last night, played well, but didn't shoot the ball real well. I remember last year, early in the year, we were saying, look, if Moody can make that shot as he made it when he played at Santa Cruz, he's a legitimate player. So if he can find a shot, there's... There's going to be a role for him. I was surprised he didn't play more in the first game, but I know he was recovering from a calf injury. And real quick, if I may, talking about the young players, I know last year and the year before, I haven't been, as you all know, J.D., haven't been really high on James Wiseman. But I'll say this year from the first preseason game in Tokyo, he's still a work in progress. He's got a lot of areas in which he needs to improve. But he looked like a different guy. He looked like a guy who was playing. He was anticipating rather than reacting. Had some nice passes last night he He looks to me like he is unburdened by the thought of, "Wow, I got approved to everybody why I was the second pick, so he looks like a different guy. He's got a lot of as I say, room for growth, and his plus minus last night wasn't great, but he looks like a different player to me.
2: He really does, and it's much more comfortable, yes, just calmer, yes, his defense was not great last night, but offensively, I think he's made strides for sure. I know they've talked a lot about his defensive awareness being better you know he's got a rebound you know that yep. i think a little bit better but but he is in a very good place just based on the fact that he's been able to stay healthy and he just looks a little bit more comfortable in his in his own skin on the court so he, i think that mm-hmm. that to this point is a is a net positive it's understandable of course when you consider the health factor you consider his age but to me he
3: just too often in his brief career has looked like he was just half a beat slow it, to recognize what was
2: going on and that's not an issue right now and yeah you you can get rid of that i think you can you can start really improving very very quickly. So eight at eight, nine five, seven, nine five seven, zero. You watch game one, you watch game two, and what do you come out thinking? Obviously, the Nuggets, they're a team I'm pretty high on. We don't have to Me get too. into it now, but I, I think that's a team, and I said it last night on, on Warriors wrap-up. The Nuggets are the a team where if they can get Jamal Murray back into the fold where he's comfortable, I think they could be a, a Western Conference finals kind of a team th- this season. Murray Held him back, I think, in the first game. They didn't have him last night. They played better. I'm not saying they're better without him, but he is still trying to just get back and get used to just being on an NBA floor again because he was out for 18 months. Yeah,
3: as Clay is to a degree, and here's my overreaction today, J.D., but I'm serious here. I really didn't like that last shot. Clay with 13 seconds to go, you're down three. That was a heave. He didn't even
2: really shoot that so much as it, he heaved it in the general direction of the basket from near the logo. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of remember remember that Draymond that game in San Antonio. I the
3: Spurs. Yeah, I guess the Spurs.
2: <laughs> it kind of <laughs> re- thought he's going to get fouled. It kind of reminded yeah. me a little bit of the Clay Thompson version of that. It was yeah, a, it was that was a better shot. The Clay's was a better shot. Yeah, but yeah,
3: but but not by a lot. I've watched it a, a million times today, and it's interesting because. Steph does that. Steph hands it off to him, and then there's still like 10 seconds left in the clock. You're down three. Steph just kind of stands there in the side. I guess they knew, okay, Clay's going to shoot it. He had Draymond on the wing wide open, which I understand, but I mean, you got Steph Curry on the team. That should have been a better shot. Steve Kerr said, you know what? Given the situation, Clay taking a three, we can live with that, but I do think they could have gotten a better shot
2: there. All right, let's get to the phones 888 957 9570. Uh, Jonathan in San Francisco, our tip-off caller hey. here for the for the season Woo-hoo. on Warriors this week. Jonathan, welcome to the program.
4: Hey, good morning, guys. I just want to say, man, uh, last night uh, Wiseman looked like he was a little bit, uh, you know, overwhelmed or starstruck by uh, you know the Joker. Uh, he wasn't himself like uh, on Game One. Uh, you know, he wasn't catching the ball. He wasn't doing what he was doing on. Uh, you know, he wasn't out to relax. But, you know, it's early, it's the second game of the year. And then uh, the one thing that stood out for me, uh, at the end of the game, you know, they're making that comeback. They had it down to about, what, eight, seven points. And then all of a sudden they put Clay back. And, you know, he was sitting on the bench for so long. And I even uh, remember uh, one of the broadcasters said that uh, they mentioned that he was on the other, uh, like the gym, the warm-up gym or something, the practice gym, and he was, you know, keep keeping uh, – Keeping himself warmed up, there shooting him by himself, and then another trainer. And then all of a sudden, they put him in the game. And it's like it's like it's a bad move, man. You you sat the guy for so long, and you're you're gonna put him back in the game when you're in the middle of a comeback. I think they would have won the game if they just kept the you know the guys who was you know in uh, on the game uh, instead of uh, bringing back Lay when he was already you know not not in the motion of the game. That's why he committed all those. Uh, Errors which turned into another, you know, instead of closing down on uh, Nuggets, they uh, all of a sudden it ballooned again to double digits. But you know, like I said, it's early, and we're about to uh, you know, chips. This is just the regular season, just to um, find out combinations and lineups, and you know, just getting better.
2: Thank, thanks for the call, call, Jonathan. Good phone call to get nice us going here. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. The Warriors have been bitten by the minutes restrictions. To, to Clay and to Draymond. They, they got bit by it, uh, I think, last night as well. Draymond was outstanding yeah. last night. Mm-hmm. And I know Anthony Slater the Athletic had the note where, you you know, we, we kind of divided, at least I did, more into the starters versus the bench. But it was uh, – he, he had the math on, what, plus 11 uh, with Draymond on the floor. And then you look at the end of the night, it, it winds up, you know, you lose by five, so it's minus 16, or I, th- I think even he had it at minus 18 with Draymond not on the floor – but defensively, it was just a much different story when Draymond was on the floor, and he's limited right now to around 26, 27 minutes. Clay went from, I think, 21 to 23. They're going up a couple of minutes every game. They they got into this issue last year. Draymond aside, we can get to, to him. I'm sure we'll get to him. You uh, always get to him. But they got into this last year when Clay was first coming back and could only play 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and there was the slow ramp up, he didn't look like he was ever in a rhythm, and they never looked like they were in a full rhythm with him because it was just – they're running their offense, but it felt like, hey, every time Clay got it, Clay was, Clay was going up with it because he's trying to, to almost maximize less time mm-hmm. on the floor. And so I, I think he needs to get more in the flow of the game by playing more to where – he's comfortable not taking some of those shots and getting better shots at, at different points, if that makes sense. So they 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 have gotten bitten, I think, by mm-hmm. by the fact that he just can't play. And you're, you're saving him for these situations at the end of the game, but you're also going to start him. And it, it adds up to kind of what it looked like last night.
3: Yeah, he did shoot the ball pretty well last night, made four 10 threes, And, and but, wasn't
2: terrible against yeah, the Lakers
3: either. Right, but to your point and to Jonathan's point, he had the four turnovers last night, and yeah, you're right. If you have Clay and he can, he's available at the end of the game. He, you want him on the floor because that's that's your plan. You want with the biggest games of the year. Clay's going to be on there, so he might as well be on the floor now. I don't think enough has been uh, mentioned in terms of why Clay didn't play pickup ball this year, and it, it's fascinating. It's one of the reasons he hasn't been in the best shape. And I understand that he and the Warriors want to be very careful with the injury. But the reports that he didn't play pickup basketball this year because he just had like a mental block about it because that's how he got hurt when he, let's see, that was the Achilles, right, that he tore mm-hmm. playing pickup. So it's just, I'm not being critical of him. I just think that's fascinating that it was that that much in his mind. That I, I don't want to be back out there because that's how I got hurt.
2: Well, and and also I think when this projects to be his first year of normal basketball yeah. in four years. Yeah. Like, that's right. – like, you go back to – it's – the last time Klay Thompson looked at, hey, I'm going to play a full season and be myself, Was two, it was 2018-19. Yep. That yep. was four years ago right now. Yep. When that's, so, it's just – I, I kind of get it to be – like, I could see him saying, I don't want anything to screw this up because the last three years have all been screwed up in yes. one form or fashion.
3: Yeah. I'm with you. I understand it, too. I just think um, it's really – you have to really well it comes think at a cost it comes at a cost yes yes
2: he's like i mean you said it he's not in he's not in great shape and they're being careful with him they i mean flat out they're being careful with him cuz i think they're worried that that maybe the conditioning and and that sort of thing leads to some kind of an injury if they play him too much yeah especially after he played so much in the finals no not that long ago yeah
3: but, but yeah that's that's fascinating that he didn't want to play pickup you, by the way we're having our own ring ceremony today. Ooh. Yeah. And the only way we can have a ring c- uh, ceremony is if you give us a ring at 888 Right? It, yeah. Ring ceremony. Ring yeah. ceremony. Yeah. yeah. And I want to know if I'm the only one that had a bit of an issue with Clay and the, the last shot
2: he it's took. It was a terrible there. shot. Thank you. It was a terrible shot. Yeah, like there's no and I know five one zero on the Xfinity mobile text line. They ran that play for Clay. Yeah, they ran that play for Clay, but not to take that shot. No, I think he could have gotten a better one, especially because there's what still ten seconds left. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Still, still time at that point. Uh, Gloria is giving us a ring here in San Francisco on ninety five seven. The game. Hey, Gloria.
5: Good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my call this morning. How are you both?
2: We're doing well. We're doing well. Feeling good. Great to be good. back on this show.
5: That's great to hear. Well, I just want to chime in and say that the Warriors are just, you know, mixing and matching and building on cohesiveness. Um, and you're going to find a little bit of this choppy uh, rust that is on them right now. And I think it's going to take the course of the year for Steve Kerr to find his his, uh, lineup and what works best. Uh, I am a little concerned about how he's using the minutes, the restricting minutes with Clay. I hope that that can become a little less cumbersome as the season goes on. But uh, with these youngsters playing for us, it's just going to take time for them to build, build that warrior's way of moving the ball. And their shot selections were good. They were just missing them. But really, at the end of the day, I can't speak enough about how incredibly well Denver played. It was almost a Flawless game by them, by every player on the floor. I'm not concerned, but Denver will be one of their greater challenges out of the West. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking my call.
2: Appreciate it. I I could see Denver being the number one challenger to the Warriors in the Western Conference this season.
3: I'd, also got an eye on New Orleans, but not as necessarily the number 1 challenge.
2: No, but, but I they think— They could have a special season. To me, they're—well, no, I, I think they are the kind of team that could be top six mm-hmm. and, and not have to be messing around with the playing tournament. I, I don't think there's much doubt about it. But, yeah, I I think the Nuggets have a much more—and they've got eight eight new players. They shuffled eight players out, eight new players. Bruce Brown's a really good pickup. Bruce Brown was a really—I think Contavious Caldwell-Pope yep. was a really good pickup. Yep. Three and D wing, mm-hmm. somebody that's given Curry issues in in the past as well defensively. He's played well against the Warriors too, even when he hasn't played well necessarily yeah. against other teams. He plays well against the Warriors and makes shots against the Warriors. Seventeen points last night. I mean, Jokic is Jokic. I like Aaron Gordon more at the four. I don't love Michael Porter Jr., but I mean, if you're going to hit five of ten from three, the ball well last night. You know, he, he's going to. To me, he's a little bit of a chucker. At times, he's he's a little bit of a chucker, but you know Bones Highland off the bench, Jeff Green has found his way into being a more productive player with with age, it seems. And yeah, I mean Bruce Brown was a nice pickup as you alluded to, and and we'll see what happens with with Jamal Murray. They figure it all out. I think they they could be a team that we're talking about another playoff series between them and the Warriors coming up here. And they they were excellent last night. They were.
3: Yeah. Going back to Jonathan's call, the initial call of the of the season, he mentioned Wiseman against Jokic and Jonathan sounds like he totally understands this and and accepts it. But, you know, that's a terrible matchup for anybody in the league right now, Jokic. So you can understand it's a great lesson for Wiseman. I don't think it's hard to look at how he didn't say, you know, that that could have been worse for him. Against Jokic, But what a lesson that is against a master of playing center in the modern NBA against his kid. I thought it was really interesting. Draymond talked after the game about how he told Wiseman there was a foul on Highland, I think. Mm-hmm. And he told Wiseman, these are the types of things he has to learn. With a guard, you can't slide. Don't worry about sliding your feet with a guard. You can't keep up with him. You got to use your size. And if he goes by you, then you go up and contest the shot. So yeah. those those are the types of things. Front that he and back. Has to learn. He, you go yeah. front. Use your yeah. length
2: forward and backward, yeah. and not side to side. Yeah, which I that I was excellent. Yeah. I, yeah.
3: Side to side against a guard, you got no chance. Don't even foul. don't even yeah. try. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> don't yeah. even try because you've mm-hmm. already lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin in San Jose next year on ninety five seven. The game. Hey, Austin.
6: Hey, fellas, J.D., Whitey, good to talk to you again, man. You and I see a lot. Uh, yeah, a couple quick things, guys. Uh, Whitey, I think you identified a couple things. I am a little concerned about the Clay thing. I mean, I know that everybody wants to downplay it, and, yeah, he's got to get his mentals right. But, you know, coming off, I watched the game back, uh, the last game with Curry went off. I mean, the Warriors won the championship. And, and if we're being honest, Clay did not play that great. I mean, he missed a lot of shots in that in that series, so I was hoping he'd come back this year and be be ready to go. Frankly, um, back to where we thought he could get to. So now that he's starting off slow, it's just something to wa- watch. It's early; it's out of panic time. A couple other quick things: uh, Dante Defencendo, man. I know I love Villanova guys, but I got a little concerned about him in the first two games. I, I, he looks he looks kind of shaky out there to me. I know that they brought him in as a playmaker, but his shooting to me, uh, is going to be something to watch because he's going to need to be good off the bench. I'm not sure he's the guy. Uh, last thing, Weissman. Yeah, I was with you, Dave. I was one of those guys that wasn't really high on Weissman, but i got to say, the guy so far is playing well, but he's got to get his rebounding uh, up. His rebounding is not up to par on his defense, and that's going to be something that's got to improve. Okay, guys, thanks.
2: Yep, call. good phone call. Austin mm-hmm. in San Jose checking in. 888-957-9570. We'll react to that coming back. Phone lines open. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason. It is Warriors this week here on 95.7 The Game.
5: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make
3: ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
5: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: I represent people hurt by a truck. It's what we do every day. Navigating
3: the law can be tough, but we're tougher. Let us handle the fight. Hurt by a truck?
7: Call Colombo Law.
2: Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. All right, rolling along here on a Saturday. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. 957, 0. As we're reacting to the first two games of the Warriors' season, they handle the Lakers, mm-hmm. dispatch of the Lakers, win by 14 in a game that really wasn't that close. And then last night, get off to a horrible start defensively against the Nuggets 40 points allowed in the first quarter, 30 in the second and just a bad tone set by some really bad defense and poor bench play as well, especially early in that game, and the Warriors unable to overcome it, although we almost saw what might have been the greatest comeback that I've ever seen in an NBA game if the Warriors had erased a 10-point lead in a minute and 14. Yeah. They cut a 10-point lead down to one in a minute. That was a great lesson. Less than a minute.
3: Yeah, for anyone who ever wants to leave an NBA game early. Now, obviously, if it's like 20 points with five seconds left, yeah, but you know, at that point, I, I was thinking, boy, it looks tough for him here. Four possession game, the minute 14, and then what? Steph hits a three, and they get a steal, and boom, boom, boom. And they actually cut that sucker to one after Bones Highland made that Harry High School play, cut the lead to one before with what 20 seconds to go, right? Before Jokic threw the link, yeah, court pass to Brown, yeah, and even then Warriors had the ball. Uh, down three with 13 seconds to go. That was an amazing
2: comeback. It was amazing, and I th- and that would have been an all timer. I mean, it, it yes. really would have been an all an all time. And i I never consider a game over really with the Warriors. I've right. I've learned to do that. I I considered it over at 114. It mm. wasn't even. I know you were saying, oh, this is going to be tough. Like when it was 121 to 111, they were down 10 with 114 to go. Bruce Brown hit a three and I thought all right well they're not winning. Cuz even up until that point I thought oh they might you know they might have a shot. You know even only down 7 at that point but I, I was like all right they're down 10 114 to go and <laughs> they cut it to 1 and had time and had the ball down 3. I mean that was that was pretty incredible. Yeah, you know what to me might
3: have been the backbreaker. And obviously in a close game like that every basket stands out. But Jokic the jumper over Draymond where he drew the foul mm. and fell down. I think that made it 113 104. I, I, I could be wrong there. But that was a backbreaker. That was an incredible. Yeah,
2: 114-105. Yeah. At that yeah. point. That mm-hmm. the high arch, arching arcing after after Draymond had blocked him. Yeah. Uh, a couple of possessions yeah. before that. And that yeah, that was just because then he made the free throw from 114. Yeah, that was yeah. elite yeah. on elite. Mm-hmm. Like the, those yep. two plays. It was elite Draymond defense against Jokic, as we've seen at times throughout the years, gets the block. And then Jokic going right back at him like nah, That's That's NBA that was amazing. Not doing any basketball. I mean that yeah. was that was two you know future Hall of Famers to to be honest mm-hmm. in all likelihood going at it and doing what they do best.
3: JD, somebody already coming after me on the text line.
2: Yeah, already. Uh, yes, the Xfinity mobile text line nine two five. And and it was a question, although there wasn't a question mark. I read it to you as a statement, but it was a question. Why is Whitey so obsessed with Wiseman? Stop talking about him so much. Yeah. a question not... and a statement. Yeah not gonna do that not not gonna stop talking about wiseman he was the number 2 pick in the draft he was he was not that long ago
3: yes that's one of the most intriguing storylines of this warrior season as you well know not
2: even 2 years ago on the calendar if yeah. you remember yeah. it was and november
3: it, i wasn't even bashing him i know i've been negative but we were pointing out already today how he looks like a different player 8889579570
2: Let's get back to the phones here. George in Los Altos on ninety-five-seven. The Game. Hey, George.
8: Why do you talk about him all you want, brother? That's your job, right?
3: Gracias, Jorge. You got it. Works for me. Yeah.
8: <laughs> Listen, we just, you know, I think we're probably making a little bit too much. I, I, I love what one of the previous callers uh, said and how it's going to take time to to figure out how he's going to use the lineups in the first unit and the second unit. But I, we just ran across a red-hot team last night. I mean, 54% overall and 44% from three. And instead of rolling over and dying, we fought back all the way to the end and almost pulled it out. That's just a lot of grit. And finally, Jordan Jordan hasn't quite contributed less yet this year. He scored 19 points over two games, and that's going to change, too. So... Yeah, I think Denver's going to be a challenge, but I just still look at this Warrior team as the team to beat and, and the team that'll hopefully repeat if they if they stay healthy. Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah, they got to stay healthy and and develop the bench into something that can be playoff caliber. I, I think, and they've got a lot of different options. Like I don't think anybody's worried, although I, there are a few people, I guess, a little worried about Clay Thompson. Let's talk about Clay for a minute because I'm not worried about Clay Thompson, but I also, I think, had different expectations than a lot of people for Clay Thompson. I was not one that thought Clay's coming back and he's hitting the ground running and it's 2018 19 pre both injuries, Clay. Like, I just, I, I do feel that those days are probably gone, to be honest. And it's not that he won't play at that level some of the time but he's not going to play at that level as consistently as he did four years ago when he would have been, what, a 28-, 29-year-old player? Like, yeah. that that's – like, to me, the days of Clay being that guy 65, 70 games a year is just – like, it's just – that's not happening. Now, is it going to be 40 games a year? Is it, you know, whatever? Are they going to have to give him some days off? Like, but I think the expectations do need to change a little bit for – Clay's going to be what he used to be. He still can be a really good player, but I, I almost think we should stop comparing him to that at this stage.
3: I think it's still an open question, too, as far as he and the Warriors are concerned about how far back can he come? Can he ever get close to being all the way back? And you're right, the realistic view of it is probably not, but they don't know how close he can get to being the clay of old. So that's one of the things that they're all dealing with, especially difficult for him. Cam sent somebody asked a question um, during the break, and they they didn't stay on the line. They just wanted to ask the question. I think it's a good question. What is going on with clay? Someone was wondering, is he hurt? Why is he not playing more? As far as we know, there's no injury. But as we referenced earlier, there are reports that he had kind of a mental block about scrimmaging this offseason, having been injured scrimmaging yeah, you know, before the uh before the uh playing year. Yeah, he didn't um, he
2: didn't want to risk
3: getting yeah, hurt the yeah. way that he
2: got hurt before. Right,
3: right. So he just didn't want to do that. So that means in terms of his conditioning, he's a little behind. So they decided well, we're going to definitely take it easy with a guy who's still coming off two major injuries and came to camp maybe a little behind in his conditioning, his basketball conditioning compared to where we'd like him to be. So that apparently is what is going on.
2: And I think they felt really good about his ability to ramp up last year to where he was playing not only normal minutes, but I think even above, you know, playoff normal minutes toward the end there. Right. And I think they believe that he'll be able to do that again, but they don't want to do anything that puts him in position to where he's got a legitimate injury that he's got to deal with to work his way back from. So
3: J.D., what, he's at about 20 minutes, although last night he was up to 23 and a half. Yeah, and Steve Kerr
2: addressed this before the game. He said it was basically 2021 and it goes up. He said it goes up about two minutes, two three minutes every game, yeah. essentially, because they're going to be playing every other day here for the for the next week. So, twenty one becomes twenty three, becomes twenty five. Think of it that way. Uh, if he's on the floor mm-hmm, tomorrow mm-hmm. against Sacramento, which for all intents and purposes he would be, yeah. At, at this point.
3: Sacramento, by the way, as as you know, certainly Who? Sacramento. This is the you, you contrast these two teams. Sacramento right now, it's game to get every game for them, and their fan base is so huge and you know they they couldn't believe a lot of people they, how could they lose to portland they got to beat portland and here it's a matter of dude it's it's october right we're still figuring out our bench so yeah it, it's important to guard against overreacting. But Warrior fans know that this is all, and I think George made the point, a couple callers have made the point, this is all about ramping up and get every, getting everything together. And the Warriors know they have so much talent that they have that luxury. They can take the time to develop that bench. Whereas the team they're playing uh, Sunday is like every game is like game seven. And they're, they're not probably going to win very many of them. I do think George made a great point. We haven't talked much about Jordan Poole, J.D., and... I know that you, you guys have been talking a lot about Jordan Poole and Draymond for weeks now, but he is is struggling a little bit right now, and I think that's certainly at some point something we're going to have to address.
2: Yeah, it, it is. I just, I mean, that for me, it's just the two games. It's two games. I know Wiggins said last night he's he's ready for a breakout game. I mean, I could see him have 28 tomorrow, and it's like, oh, well, nothing to see here, but, you know, why is he struggling? I I don't know. I mean, I think. A lot of it's he's just missing shots. I, I think the turnovers, at least last night, a little bit more of an issue. He had had four turnovers last night. Had four turnovers in the opener. Yeah. So, the, 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 like to me, the turnovers are a bigger bigger issue than I agree. The the poor shooting to this point. He was four for fifteen and two for five. And you know, I I will say this as far as I thought last night, Denver. Really tried to take him out. That's why I think this is worth talking about. It was, it was like, it was, and I think Michael Malone knew this from the playoff series. Jordan Poole destroyed Denver in the first three games of that series. Like, you could make a case he was the biggest offensive reason why the Warriors won. They were clicking offensively, humming in those first couple of games of that series, took the three nothing lead. But I think Michael Malone looks at Jordan Poole now as he's preparing a scouting report for his team. he's up there now. Like he's somebody you try to take away. If you are the opposition.
3: Yes. And they, so we're going to see more of that. Most likely teams will look at that and say, Oh, look at the way Denver put more pressure on Jordan Poole on the pick and roll. So it'll be incumbent upon him to uh,
2: adjust to that. But you're right. Um,
3: Five shots though. Yeah.
2: Like like, the, the turnovers I don't like four in each game. And then he's only taken five shots last night. I mean, Try this on J.D. Yeah.
3: too, and, I, and dear listener. I thought one of the things that hurt him last night was the fact that the Warriors, they didn't defend well, so they're taking the ball out of the basket. And he's the guy who's better, like virtually every player in the NBA, when you get out in the open floor a little bit. So when you're walking it up against a defense that's focused on stopping you in the pick and roll, it is a lot more difficult. Uh, to get your open shots. And I think that was one of the things that hurt him last night was the fact that the Warriors didn't defend well, so they weren't
2: able to get out and transition much. I, I think that's a big part of it. And I mentioned this last night. I just – how many, listen to all the players that shot it as much or more than Jordan Poole last night. Uh, Draymond Green <laughs> took six shots, yeah. more than Jordan Poole. Of course, Steph and Wiggins and Clay. Uh, Jamichael Green took five shots, so as many as Jordan Poole James Wiseman took five shots. Mm-hmm. Moses Moody took five shots, only played 13 minutes, didn't play in the first half. That's, like, Jordan Poole needs to be taking more shots than really all of those players. True, I agree. That said, as I remember
3: back on the game, I can't recall a lot of times where I felt like, oh, he's got to take that shot. No it's doubt. Not like he
2: passed up shots. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that, but it's like something with the mix of... That bench group, and I know he plays with the starters because right now he's coming in for clay, and then and then he'll stay in the game, and then you're right, the defense was so bad. I mean, the group, when when the full bench group was on the floor, when it was Poole, DiVincenzo, Kaminga, Wiseman, and Jamichael Green, I mean, that unit collectively was a minus 10, like immediately, and, and the Warriors were kind of going back and forth, and then they got down basically because of that group, and then they never recovered because the Nuggets took it to them at the beginning of the second quarter as well.
3: Have you ever seen a box score like this? We talk about box scores and plus-minus, and I know you got to be careful uh, with any conclusions you reach based on the box score. But Denver, every starter had a negative plus-minus, every bench player had a positive, and the Warriors was almost the reverse of that. Except Moody. Moody was the only bench player for the Warriors in the positive. Everybody else off the bench was negative for the Warriors. Every other Warrior starter was positive. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it that. It was
2: the story of the game last night, other than just the bad defense, but the bad defense was part of that. Yeah. It, it was th- that agree. that group, that bench group was awful defensively and and unable to overcome it offensively. Yeah. And so I, I think it told the story of the game. The 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 Warrior starters beat. The Nugget starters. And the Warriors bench was was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh let's keep it rolling. Duck Sauce in San Jose. Eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. What's going on, Duck Sauce?
9: Hey, how's it going? Uh, Whitey and J D. Uh, thanks for taking my call. really excited to have you guys back every Saturday. It's my favorite show on ninety five seven.
2: Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah.
9: Um, yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh a few quick takes. Uh first one is uh, I'm I'm encouraged. I love how um I, I um Excuse me. I love how Wiggins is looking so far he just looks he's playing really loose and uh on both ends of the ball I think he's looking great so I'm really encouraged by that and uh even and Draymond I mean I'm not the biggest fan of him off the court for obvious reasons these days but uh for sake of the team goals I thought he looked great last night he, he does the things that does make him special like pushing the ball starting the break finding people uh even in the second half when they did start to lock in a little more defensively I thought he got the best of uh I, um, I thought he got the best of Jokic in the post a few times even the one Jokic got a an and one on him, I thought it was really good defense still um the, the, the last thing I wanted to say was on Wiseman uh he, he has made strides offensively um the, the thing that concerns me most I, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy mistime his jumps on rebounds so much in my life like I just I, I, I want to start seeing him grab rebounds that he shouldn't get meaning you know, getting rebounds out of his area, not not the gimmies. You know, at his height with his athleticism, uh, those are just kind of the quick early takes I had in the season. Uh, keep up the great show, guys. Thanks, the,
2: thanks, Duck Sauce. Great take on on Wiseman. I think especially with with the rebounding. Why? You, Draymond was fantastic. He was amazing. He was fantastic, and and Duck Sauce laid it all out, pushing the pace. Attack he attacked the basket too when the defense was overplaying for, for layups. He made a couple of free throws last night late when the Warriors were trying to come back when he needed when when they needed those those two points. And then yeah, the defense was was tremendous. I mean they were they were a good defensive team last night when he was on the floor. You could make that case. When he wasn't, it was it was atrocious.
3: Even the threes, he only made one of them, but they were good shots, shots that, yeah, you gotta take that shot. He's motivated this year. He's proven to the t- the team or whoever he, that may be interested in him next year that he's still got enough in the tank that's going to make him uh, worth a big deal next year.
2: And that's year, great so. for the Warriors it this is. year. It like, is. And I know the, the Warriors have tried to say – hey, we're going to deal with that when we deal with it, and that that's all you can do. You're trying to run it back yeah. and, and win another title. And I'm not
3: saying he hasn't been motivated. No. I, I don't mean that, but no, he's but, especially but,
2: motivated this but year. But a fully motivated yeah. Draymond Green, I mean, it's all, almost in a way, and I, because he has the option, but he's looking at it as, I'm going to play well enough to opt yeah. out. Yeah. Like he, and so, in essence, this is a contract year yep. for Draymond yep. in his mind. Yep. Yeah, and and, he was know, I'm really, gonna play really good. so damn well mm-hmm. that I'm can opt out, and I'm gonna get that money moving forward. Maybe not 27, but I'm gonna get something comparable for three years or four years down the line.
3: Yeah, to Duck Sauce's other points, Wiggins, you're right. I, you know, I so often watch the Warriors and just marvel at how far he's come, and how it was just you know a couple years ago we all looked at Wiggins and said, what is, what's wrong with him? Why doesn't he play harder? And now he's just yeah, you're right, Duck Sauce. He is uh, in command it, of his. Incredible
2: skills. It's an extension of playoff
3: Wiggins. I think so.
2: It really is. Like he looks just more like, oh, this is the player that I am now.
3: Yep, I've proven that I can do this, so we're good. And like it's easy for
2: him now. Yeah, it's second nature to him yep. now to play the way that he played in the playoffs in the regular season. I think Steve Kerr probably challenged him to to do that. I know Kerr alluded to that as far as the rebounding. Like, hey, if you can rebound like that in the playoffs, you can rebound like that in the in the regular season, and that that bodes well for as good as Wiggins was last year if he's a little bit better that bodes well as far as holding this whole yep. thing up in the regular season you know what he can do now in the playoffs but you need you know everything is where are you better to make up for maybe other other areas where maybe you're not as good. And I think Wiggins is an area where maybe he is a little bit better and it can help make up for for another area while they try to maybe figure out the, the bench group with some of the youth. J.D., I know I've mentioned this before, but I, I think it's worth repeating. You go back to that year, the
3: pandemic year when they won 15 games and there was that crater. The Warriors were trying to crawl out of that crater that was created when Durant left. And little did we know, you remember that season they had this rookie uh, out of Michigan, Jordan Poole, who was struggling with his shot. Then they made that trade for uh, Wiggins, hopefully uh there won't be so much pressure on him. And those two guys basically were the players that replaced
2: Durant last year. It's incredible. It yeah, yeah. it's amazing. And that's yeah. I mean that was that was the goal. Nobody yeah. thought that it necessarily would happen, but that was sort of the pie in the sky. Hey, if we can hit on this, mm-hmm. this is what it can look like. Yeah. And a lot of people laughed. But, I I rolled my eyes if I didn't laugh. But yeah. but but they hit. Yeah.
3: And one more thing mm-hmm. um on Duck uh-huh. Sauce's call. He talked about Wiseman and his rebounding. Aren't there advanced stats rebound percentage yes. that we can check? We can look that up, Duck Sauce. And you can look it up too cuz you you measure not just total rebounds but a percentage of available shots that a guy is able to grab. So that's something I'll be uh, I'll be checking out. Thanks for the call.
2: 888-957-9570 Tim is up next here, Tim in Raleigh, North Carolina, joining us here on ninety five seven. The game. What's going on, Tim?
7: What's up, guys? Great to hear with you this morning. Um, just real quick, I just you know it's funny, guys. Like how I, us as fans, our mentality has to change. Like so, for four four different times, we have to change our mentality as being the hunted, whereas these other four, the other seven eight years over this 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 reign, we we were the hunters. So you're going to get the absolute, like when I watch the game now, I almost expect the other team to make every shot. They, it's like you're going to get the absolute best from every other team every night. And it's like, it's our mentality and our mindset kind has of to, has to change a little bit and know that's going to be coming. Um, but I'll tell you, I the, the, the youth and the young guys going through the struggle like last night, I don't think really any other bench played good, let alone the young guys. But It's part of it. They need to go through this. You know, some games, if you win, it will set a bad precedent. Like, if they won last night, that would have done nothing for the young players on this team. They would have fell into that mindset of we can always come back, we can always come back. They need to go through the struggle and see what they need to do to be a part of this. You know, and I I think even us talking about the playing time, the playing time, where it's going to come from. Look, at the end of the day, we're going to need all of these guys. They're going to be a part of this thing. And I kind of see what Kerr is trying to do with throwing that lineup out there because you can see all that length and all that height. You would think it would be a great defensive lineup, and it's just not working. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think they have to kind of go through this, um, and it's part of the growth. I mean, I kind of I'm excited to see it, but I just think us as fans and our mentality, we got to shift now. We got to understand every team coming in is bringing our best. You know, last year we were the Hunters, so when we looked at the games, We, you know, we would have team wanting to knock off the Giants. Now everybody's coming to us, and they're going to bring it. You know, I mean, looking at that first quarter, it was textbook. I mean, these guys couldn't hit a damn thing against Utah, and everything they're shooting is going in against us. And so we got to kind of expect that. I was glad to see the comeback because that shows that, you know, we're not far away, but our defense is nowhere near what it's going to be. And I think once they get this thing locked up and we get this athleticism of all of these wing players and these guys, it's going to be where it needs to be. If you hear Steve and how he always talks, he's never concerned about the offense. He always speaks on it. He says the offense is going to come. The defense is where they're going to set their mark and make their name. So um, these young guys got to go through it, guys. They have to go through it. We may lose some, but that's why we're not trying to go for the one seed and the two seed. We're going to lose some like last night because these guys got to go through the pain and the struggle. So, all right, guys, I just wanted to reach out to y'all. I hope everything's going good over there, at Kelly.
2: Thanks, Tim. Great Thanks. call, as Thanks always. Thanks Christian McCaffrey, too. Tim. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Uh, yeah, how about that? Uh, I agree with Tim wholeheartedly on the Warriors losing last night as opposed to winning, and that – Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I think, in a way, it is better that you lose that game when you play as poorly as you did. Because it does for it, it does show the young players like hey you can't you can't play that poorly and then just kind of click into gear and, and we'll come back and save you and then it's it like it it's more teachable when you do lose a game that way
3: and that was terrible defense because ultimately in the regular yeah.
2: season it's not going to really matter that much yeah you lose you know it's not like you lost to Oklahoma City last night now we're, if, they, if that if you play that game against OKC get beat all right that's a little bit of a problem at home but you, Denver. It, coming off a loss themselves. Like, I'm I'm not concerned as much about the result as the process off of last night.
3: You look at the faces last night on on Kerr during that first quarter. Just a look of disbelief. Like, what are we doing? And Curry at the end of the quarter uh, when, see, Jeff Green made that three, right, to give him 40 because Kuminga was late rotating and Steph Curry shaking his head like, what? we can't give up 40 points uh, in a quarter. One mild concern here I have. Speaking of the young players, and there's plenty of time for them to develop. Who was the best young player on the floor last night? It was Bones Highland. It was right, and he was the 26th pick in 2021, and he's a player, and he, he is. plays with more force and confidence than than we've seen from, you know, we've seen it from Kaminga, Wiseman, obviously a little different because he's been hurt so much. Moody, we see it in flashes, but at some point that has to, they have to get to that point, and it's hard. It's hard when you have to play well to earn those minutes, but you, you can't earn the minutes unless you're playing more. So that's kind of the trick of it right
2: no, now. No, and, and they're caught in between with yeah. that. They also have clear-cut spots where they are going to play because they have to play because of the way that the roster yeah. is constructed. So that's a that's a part of it uh, as well. So 888-957-9570. Bobby and Pablo, you're coming up top of our number two. It's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason, Warriors, this week here on 95.7 The Game.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.